Welcome, welcome, everyone. Hello, 6AM runners, 6AM run family, podcast listeners, our amazing running community. want to welcome you to, I have to be honest, I've even lost track of what show we're on ever since we hit like show number 11 or 12. And obviously these are pre-recorded, so it's sometimes tough for me, but I'm sure in the episode, Mark, you'll see what episode this is. You know, very excited. We have someone in the nutrition space. I don't want to waste any more time. Want to get to this next guest because as I know you guys are hungry for the information I know I'm hungry for, looking at this guest's bio, they can definitely talk to that. And they've spent some time in this space and have the expertise. Tamara Jenkins, welcome to the show. Do you want to take a second and introduce yourself and what you do and how that can help, you know, our runners, our group of running community? Yeah, sure. Hi, my name is Tamara Jenkins. I'm a health and wellness coach. I'm a personal trainer. I am a EMT. (laughs) And strangely enough, I am a bartender in college to be a neurologist and psychologist. Isn't that a lot? (laughs) It is. But when you're motivated, which I Mm -hmm. don't doubt you are, you will do whatever you've got to do to get everything done. So, and you, she, and I don't want to, not that I'm throwing you on the but this is her day off and you were saying how you're catching up today. So yeah, listen, our group, we, and part of 6am run is about being a hardworking community and you kind of are starting off by embodying that. So that's a great way to resonate with our group. Thank you so much. So no, but tell us about yourself, your journey, coaching experiences. You know, I'd love, you know, as, as we kind of get into it, what got you into the health and fitness space? Obviously, even being an EMT, I assume you want to help people, right? Yeah. So that's actually a really good question. I have so many reasons how I got here. So my main reason was I was just always into like health. And I started out as a vegetarian. Like I actually started out as a meat eater, but I didn't really like meat. I'd always like chew it and then spit it out. And I found out it's because I wanted the flavor, but I didn't like the texture of meat. And then later I found out what meat was and I was just like, "Mm, I'm not really with that. So I just stopped. Then at 14, I was diagnosed with multiple sclerosis. Are you aware of that? I'm aware of the term, but I will say, if you don't mind, I think more so I know muscular dystrophy. Can you help me even better understand it, please? So it's a chronic illness. I'm still trying to understand it myself because when I was diagnosed, I was diagnosed at Hopkins, Johns Hopkins, and um, they actually told me that I was one of the youngest patients that they have. So I'm in the hospital, like freaking out. Cause I'm just like, what? Like, can you help me or no? So looking it up, it's a chronic illness that attacks the um, immune system. For me, it attacked my right eye. Like I just lost all sight in my right eye. And I was just like, oh my God, I'm going to be blind. What do I do? And they just started telling me that they were going to put me on a lot of medications. And I was just like, I don't want to be on medications forever. So right. I'm thinking like, what is a holistic way to do this at 14? Okay. 14, I'm out of high school. People are being so like, not so nice. They're like, oh my God, you have AIDS. Like something's wrong. And I'm like, ah, what? Okay. So I'm looking it up online and I come across this raw vegan, fully raw Christine on YouTube. She's talking about how, how she eats helps her. So I'm like, okay, I'll start being fully raw. And then I started eating a raw diet and a lot of my lesions went away. And my doctors were like, oh my God, what's going on? And I was like, I don't know what's going on, but this is working. I'm out of here, you know? And then after that, I started telling people about it. I gave them the advice that I knew me being me, I was like, I don't want to give advice without having a background. So I was like, let me take this health and wellness program. And I started learning more about how you eat really helps how you move in life. 
So that's when I got my certification. I was like, I want to spread this for everyone, you know, not have them pay as much as I paid for the program just to be healthy, if that makes sense. So I started doing that and um, I live a sustainable lifestyle. So I started teaching people how they can be more sustainable by using like glass jars instead of plastic, planting their own food, anything sustainable, recycle, reuse, repurpose, stuff like that. Then I took it a step further because I was like, not everyone wants to be on Instagram. Not everyone wants to be on Facebook, just social media. So I published a book and it's called The Sustainable Vegan Cookbook. And it teaches people how to have a plant-based lifestyle, how to be more sustainable. But it also has my health and wellness program in there. Just a short bit because, you know, I still want to talk to people in person. And it just talks about 12 essential components that you need to have a well-balanced lifestyle. So that is me out here getting the message across that you can have a sustainable lifestyle, no matter what you want to be in life, if that makes sense. Wow. The book, I mean, that is amazing at 14. Any siblings? How did, like, was there an issue that I know you had your own? I don't know. I, I have a question there because my, my daughter's 14. What just gave you the passion and drive to write that book? I'm always one of them people where if I find something else out, I want to share it. So let's say, I found out that carrots is good for your eyes. And I was telling my whole family, like, hey, mom, hey, dad, sister, like, you need to eat carrots. And I was like, okay, I can't spread this message to just my family. I need to spread it to more people. So I just started writing it down. And when I was younger, I already wanted to write a book. I just didn't know how to do it. So now I know how to do it. And I did it, if that makes sense. Yes, 1,000%. Let's kind of get to where you are now, EMT, college, your major where do you find the time to help people now? What are your thoughts? And like, was the EMT role one of also kind of, are you using that? And I'm just guessing, I might be wrong. Is that also a great opportunity for you to really kind of learn on the job as well? That was a great opportunity. It actually got me out of my comfort zone because although I want to help people, I'm always nervous to talk to people. As an EMT, you can't really be nervous. You kind of just got to go out there and do it. Um, It did help me learn a lot of stuff how to be patient, how to communicate better with my college program. It just helps me um, research stuff better. Let's see. It Actually, everything just helps as I go. Where do I find time? Anytime I talk to someone, I just tell them like, hey, this is good for you. This is good for you. I even ask them questions like, how's your mental today? What did you do good today? Does that make sense? Like I'm just always giving something. My goal is to talk to people and have them take away from whatever I give them to benefit them, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. With that being said, clients you've had um, as you kind of grow in this space. And, and if I, I don't, I never ask a woman her age, but if, if you can maybe give us some of the clients that really, as you've helped them, just they've also reversely maybe impacted you. Have you had any? Have I had any that have impacted me positively? Not yet. I'm always meeting people in a space where they really need help. I mainly meet people who are going through a transition and they're like, Hey, Tamara, like, I see how you're living. How can I get like that? How can I be like this? How can I eat like this? I can say it helps me become a better person because I'm like getting better with my profession, but not yet. Maybe I said the question wrong. Even that, like, is there fulfillment in getting them to their goals? Of course. Yes, of course. I always feel better every time I talk to someone. Is that what you're asking? Yes. I definitely said the question wrong and I apologize. That's amazing. So now obviously where, where we are today, you know, we talk about your clients that you have, you're all obviously grinding. Where do you see yourself maybe two, five, 10 years from now? 
Oh, I love this question. My goal in life is to build my own hospital. Wow. <laughs> that is a big goal. My goal is to build my own hospital. I mean, that, that is the next, that's the next move. I mean, book at 14, hospital at 21. <laughs> so it's actually in this order. I want to build my own wellness center first. Mm-hmm. Have a couple of those around my city and branch out to different states. And then I want to build my own hospital. And then I want to start, mm, I guess, not really changing the way medicine is done, but just adding more to it, like putting my input in how medicine is done, if that makes sense. It, it does. It does. Let me ask you this. And we deal with a lot of nutritionists, dietitians, and, you know, it's the same Um, I feel like speech about, you know, trying to get away from medicine, trying to get away from band-aids, so to say, you know, Mm -hmm. I know my wife even tells me try not to, you know, eat Advil or, you know, (laughs) you know, don't just do a pill every day and put a band-aid on it. So are you very similar? Like if there's natural foods and holistic ways people can possibly, you know, kind of maybe making medicine the absolute last resort when it's truly needed, are you there? I am there. So while I was in college, it was, um, they were telling me that you should really just go to the hospital for emergencies, but anything else can be fixed with like proper food and a proper mental status. Um, an example that I like to use is myself. I had a fibroid and I looked up how to get rid of a fibroid and no one knew how to get rid of it. So I was like, okay, um, how do I get rid of it? And I narrowed it down to actually getting your gut health in order. So I started eating probiotics, prebiotics. I started doing yoga. I started having good affirmations. I know that's really trendy right now. It probably sounds cliche, but I did that for a good three months consistently. And my fibroid is actually almost gone. So yes, I am very much there. Yeah. And I am fascinated by EMTs. Uh, a few times I've gone to emergency rooms and I've seen, obviously seeing, I'm going to show my age here, but shows like ER that were on back in the nineties and things like that. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like that's a stressful job? And then do you feel like taking care of your fitness is maybe a form of meditation as well? You have a lot. I know you have school, you have that job. I'm sure you see, and you don't, I don't want you to have to talk about some of the things, but I'm sure you see things as an EMT. <laughs> that you'd probably rather forget, right? Yeah, it is very stressful. (laughs) It's very stressful. What helps me is actually running a lot, running, lifting weights and stuff like that. It's very stressful, yes. How often do you work out? We missed one of the biggest questions. How often do you work out per week or per day? Consistently. (laughs) Consistently, I would say three times a week. If it's like a great week, I'll try to do four to five. Definitely one day with my trainer. I'm actually doing a marathon in October. That's pretty Wow. Yeah. Is it one that we may know? Is it a a small local one? Is it? It's the Baltimore Marathon. It's every year in October, 13 miles. (laughs) No, fall is huge. And even we go down, hopefully because of COVID, they'll be back. We used to have a huge booth at the Marine Corps Marathon Mm -hmm. down at the Gaylord. Yeah. Um, They have their expo and everything. Yeah, no, it's a great one. We're East Coast. We're right outside of Philly, by the way. So we're, we're neighbors. Nice. So you say you get with your trainer. You're ahead of the game. I mean, I did New York in November and I think I really kicked my high gear training more like August because I was like, I want three months of just getting ready. And that was August, September, October. And I was really ready at by end of October, but you're starting now. So you're running, is it up to a certain amount of miles per day? 
Um, so my trainer told me to do uh, two short runs, one long run. So my short runs are a mile and a half and my mm-hmm. long runs right now are three miles. In right. two weeks, I'm going to step it up. I'm a little nervous, but I'm going to do it. Mm-hmm. No, I think my only advice to you, and you know, I think people use the word run. I think when I did my marathon, what I knew I just wanted to do was just not walk right? And I wasn't just my only advice is if you're running and you're in that motion and your heart rates up and you know, you're good, just, you know, that's, don't worry about time. Don't worry about speed. Just stay in that constant running motion and finish. Uh, that was, I mean, and you'll see so many people that just fall off and walk Mm -hmm. and that can do, that can do two things. I think when you see people fall off and start walking for me, it was weird. It made me not want to do it. Yeah. Cause I was like, I don't want to, I don't want to do that. I don't want to quit and seeing other people. I don't want to say they quit cause you never know what they're going through. But as you see other people stop, you're like, all right, I want to keep going. But at the same time too, I totally, like I said, I was like, there's so many times you just want to be like, all right, I'm done. I'm done. But, and always remember last thing I'll say, nothing substitutes the feeling of finishing it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That's really nice to know too, because this is my first time doing a marathon. I wouldn't say I run often, but I mm-hmm. like it. So I just was like, oh, okay, I'll try. So thank you for that advice. No, no, no. And you're jumping. I feel like, have you done a half? I didn't think you said you did a half yet. No, I haven't done anything. No, you're going straight to the, the championship. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let's see how it goes. Awesome. <laughs> No, listen, I will say this. What I love about, well, please tell me if I've missed anything. What I've loved about, you know, the few short minutes that we've chatted is is exactly, you know, your energy. You are a go-getter. And I think that that kind of can inspire and transfer to a lot of our runners, you know, 6 a.m., getting up, getting after it. You know, we, we talked a little bit about that in the pre-call. That's what this company was founded on, right? Getting up early, beating, you know, everyone else to the punch, quote unquote, and you kind of embody that. Uh, Tamara, please, I'm inspired. I've, I think I've asked mostly the main questions I had. Is there something I missed? Is there something you want to just share with runners that I didn't ask that you want to kind of just, we have time. Is there anything else you want to talk about? Yeah. So I actually have a question for you because I was talking to my mom about this, but she doesn't really get it. How do you feel when you're running and you see another runner and they give you that wave of hello? I feel like I'm just like in the club. If a runner says hi to me while I'm running, I'm like, oh my God, this runner acknowledged me. I feel so great. Does that make sense? Oh, I love it so much. So (laughs) here's where I think we can talk about this for a second, a little bit. So I don't know if you, I know you're new to us and we just met, you know, as I wanted, you know, your influence and and your story on our, on our show. And I appreciate your time, by the way, again, let me say thank you for that. So I started running at 35. I'm a basketball soccer player growing up. And I realized that, you know, at 30 ish, you know, my body started to really break down so to say. So it's funny you're saying that because I started running a lot later and I joke, you know, I don't know what's the word for it. Professional Olympian. I am by no means a star runner. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So to your point, but what I love about this community, and that's why I said, when you do your marathon, just don't stop. They are the most accepting group of people because They know that, you know, nobody puts, I don't care who you are and I don't care if you're the fastest runner in the world. Nobody puts on running shoes and with a smile gets up and starts running. It just, it <laughs> but what I tell my wife, cause she's not a runner. Mm. 
nothing can substitute the feeling of, you know, even though you don't want to, when you first put on your shoes and get up and go, nothing substitutes the feeling of finishing a set amount of miles you knew you were going to run. So if I'm doing my four to six every day, when I'm done that four to six, that euphoria is unexplainable. So back to your question of when they wave to you, this group knows the effort it takes to get up on the road, whether you run it in an hour, whether you run it in two hours, you know, I did my marathon in under five hours, by the way, but I didn't stop. But like that's, so this group appreciates the hustle, if that makes sense. Yeah, totally. You know, so for them, you're part of their family immediately, right? You're there, you're doing it. And what I love is, and you'll see this as as you start doing more and more and start being out there more and more, then you get to the point, I will say this, then it's like, I joke with my wife, who's got the right away sometimes. Then you have some runners that just give you like the head nod and you got to make sure you don't miss it. But it's a good, it's a good group and I'm glad you're part of it. And that question right there to be one of your first questions about this group of people, you, you see it set me off on a tangent. This is an amazing group that'll accept anyone. And and let me say the last thing. If you watch a movie before your marathon, and, and please take note on this, there's a movie, it's on Prime on Amazon. It's called Brittany Runs a Marathon. Mm-hmm. And it just shows how she started. She was a New York City resident and she just starts with one block, not even one mile. She ran a block in New York City in Converse, in Chucks. She didn't even have running shoes. And she goes from there. And I'm not wasting, I'm not spoiling the movie by telling you this, but she goes from that one block in Converse in her Brooklyn neighborhood to running finally the New York City Marathon. It's amazing. It's a great, funny movie. It's it's well worth an hour. It's a true story. Yes. Wow. Okay. I wrote it down. I'm going to watch it. Yeah. It's a true story. It's got some comedy in it. Mm-hmm. It shows, you know, her dealing even with like her love interest. Like it's, it's a movie, but what I love most about it was just showing the evolution of how it literally started my favorite part. And I, I probably didn't spoil that part for you, but it starts with just in chucks. She didn't even have running shoes and she just runs one block and then she finishes the block and it's like, I can keep going. Yeah. That's kind of how I feel when I'm running. Like I was talking to my sister's um, husband and I was like, oh, I can run a mile. Like, I feel so good. And he was like, well, try running three. And after I ran three, I was like, oh, okay, I can keep doing it. I think the longest I ran was like 10 miles. And it's just like a good feeling. I now understand runners high, you know? Oh, for sure. It's a euphoria. It exists 1000%. So, wow. So, I mean, listen, this was great. This was inspiring. Please, if there's more questions, let me know. But, you know, what I'd love is, and if you could email me, I think you have my information. We want to put your information. If anyone needs coaching in, in you know, on the East Coast or in, in your area, definitely make sure, please, Tamara, give me the information so we can post when we post this and in our bio. Anything else? Or if you, like I said, if you want to tell people where they can reach you, a site, an email address or something, or your social handles. Yeah. So my main social that I'm more on and active is my Instagram and it is the Sustainable Vegan LLC. You can find me on Facebook at Call Me Sustainable. And my email, if you're interested in health coach, is stay connected at the sustainablevegan.com. Awesome. No, and we'll put all that in the bio. And you know, we're a couple of weeks behind on when we publish. So um, I can't wait for the audience. Maybe during a, a run or something, they're listening to this. They're going to be for hyped for sure. So <laughs> thank you so much, Tamara, for your time. And I can't wait for our audience to hear your story. It was a very inspiring one. And I thank you for your time. 
Thank you. All right, everyone, have a great rest of your day whenever you're listening to this night. And, you know, we are really happy and excited to bring you these podcasts. And thank you so much again for the 6am Run community support for allowing us to have these podcasts. So with that, I'll say goodbye and good luck to everyone out there. And we'll talk to you next time. Thank you guys so much. Thank you, Tamara. Thank you.